This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, I'm Simon Calder, welcoming you to my independent travel podcast, bringing you the latest news on travelling, whether you're just dreaming of a great escape or actually making plans for one. I'm aboard a train in Orlando, Florida, and I want to talk to you about travelling by train in the USA. Of course, this podcast is completely free, as is my weekly travel email. You can sign up for that at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters. The train I'm on is a beautiful double-decker train that will get rid of all the traffic congestion problems around Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm looking at the uh, carriage here. There's probably about 80 seats and about 10 of them are occupied. This train runs only from Monday to Friday because they found that there wasn't any demand at weekends and yet every freeway and other main road in the Orlando area is often very, very heavily crowded. So the US is trying to come to terms with the railroad, which of course was the thing that built America in the 19th century. But by the 20th century, the automobile had taken over, followed by the plane. Now, rail travel, except in some areas, mostly around the Northeast, that's uh, from Boston down to New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore and Washington, is just an eccentric thing to do. For example, to get from here to New York takes about 22 hours aboard the um, Silver Star or the Silver Meteor. And even though the fare is incredibly heavily subsidised by the US taxpayer, it's still going to cost typically twice as much as a plane to make the same journey. And that's even before you factored in getting a cabin on board. There's a fairly skeleton network of trains across America now. You don't have anything like the choice or the frequency that there once was, but there are signs of improvement. For example, further south here in Florida, the Brightline train is a huge improvement. This is a service that runs from Miami to Fort Lauderdale and on to West Palm Beach. For a time, it was actually part of the Virgin Trains empire. But now it's just Brightline. It's very premium service, uh, very reliable, very fast. And certainly for that corner of the US, it's a great alternative to Interstate 95. And it's possibly going to be seen as a bit of a, a model for how to do things differently in future. It's being extended actually to Orlando Airport. And then there's talk of continuing it across to Tampa in Florida. The idea is it mostly kind of sticks to the corridors where there's already an interstate railway line. In America, well, we've got the 
California high-speed rail project which is going incredibly slowly uh, connecting the San Francisco and Los Angeles areas uh, I'm not getting any sense of any great energy there but the president Joe Biden is a huge fan of rail travel and he's going to be pumping yet more billions of pounds into the network my stop is coming up it's Winter Park um, and I think that the outlook is pretty good. Meanwhile, um, you can be absolutely certain of a bargain if you are traveling a relatively short distance. So for example, um, on the uh, west coast uh, from San Diego to Los Angeles, it really is much cheaper than, than flying, uh, much more fun than driving. It's a, a fantastic journey there. And my absolute favorite, is the Cascades from Seattle to Vancouver. It takes about three hours and is really one of the world's great rail journeys. So do have a look at that. And meanwhile, if you are traveling long distances, well, seat61.com is the place to go. The great Mark Smith, uh, international rail guru, will tell you all about what you need to do. For now, I'm gonna hop off at uh, beautiful Winter Park which is a lovely suburb of Orlando, well worth exploring, very upscale location. It's kind of New England transplanted to uh, the Florida sunshine. So that's my day looking uh, fun and exciting. Meanwhile, for me, of course, you can uh, get the, all the news you need 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk. Simon Calder saying goodbye, thanks for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.